Lord, if Esther's watching, heal Esther in the name of Jesus. Man, God's a God of miracles, and um, so, uh, yeah, let's dive into God's Word. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Don't have a lot of time, because we're going to do baptisms today. We're going to do them outside, and, and uh, but this verse is probably the key verse in the New Testament to understand who we are in Christ, to understand our Christian life. This is the verse, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live in the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Okay, that's going to be on the screen for just a moment. Look at that. That second part of the verse talks about what we just did today, remembering that Jesus gave his life for us, okay? So, so we've got that down, that he gave his life for us. But look at the first part. I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but it's Christ who lives in me. you got to grab hold of that because so many people say, my life is such a mess. I am such a mess. It's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. But, but I'm so broken. It's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. A few weeks back, I, I, I told the story of the prodigal son, and we opened that up and looked at it. And do you remember what the father said? Ultimately, to both sons, he said, all that I have is yours. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It's not my work. It's not my strength. It's not my ability. It's not me. It's Christ who lives in me. I'll never forget when I was baptized. I was 12 years old. I got saved when I was four years old. I was lost in my trespasses and sin, and I knew it, and I gave my heart to Jesus. I remember, I remember in our living room, Polina, in, in, down in Chicago, we, I got on my knees in our living room, gave my heart to Jesus. I remember that. Four years old, right? One of my earliest memories. And uh, grew up in church, going to camps, got baptized in the Holy Spirit, was speaking in other tongues. And I know I've mentioned this, I'm going to talk about it more, that this fall uh, we're going to do a school of the Spirit where we talk about all the spiritual gifts, like, uh, like words that are given, uh, tongues, all those things that, that you might see in a church service. You're like, I'm not sure what that is. I didn't grow up with that. Um, I'm going to talk about all of that, where it's in Scripture. So we're going to have a night or two where we have a school of the Spirit and explain all that. So that'll be this fall. But I was, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, was speaking in other tongues. It was a, it, I, just, I loved God. I was a young guy. I was 12 years old. Uh, I was ready to be baptized. My mom and dad said, yeah, you're ready, because I think it's important for parents that you talk to your kids. And, and uh, so I remember, now we didn't have a nice sanctuary like this. We met in the gym. And behind uh, the wall that our, our kids' pantry uses for staging and stuff like that, there was a baptismal tank back there, and we were baptized in that. I was 12 years old. I remember, you know, it's just great because everybody's cheering. It's a fun baptism time. And I remember just being sober. I went down the water. I came up, and at 12 years old, I felt like I could take on the world. Like no, there was nothing that, that I couldn't conquer in Christ. Like it was just that powerful because... Because baptism is a big deal. What we're doing today, whether they're young or old, that's a really big deal out there. 
Because you're saying, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And I want the whole world to know. I want my family to see. I want my church family to see. I want heaven to see, hell to see. I want everybody to see that I am a follower of Jesus. Because baptism identifies us with Jesus. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So write this down. Jesus identified with me so I can identify with him. Okay, that's, this is really important. This is, because a lot of times we say, well, I've been crucified, no longer I live with Christ. And, and listen, the only reason I can be identified with him is because he was identified with me first. See, Jesus was baptized in, in the Gospels, and right at the beginning of the Gospels, this guy by the name of John the Baptist shows up. And I, I told this last night, so I'll just tell it now. It's a dad joke, okay? So... What does John the Baptist and Winnie the Pooh have in common? The same middle name. (laughs) I know, it's not funny. Same middle name. Okay. If you have to explain it, it just isn't funny. So, I'm sorry. And I shouldn't even joke about it because I think, I think, even though it's just short at the beginning of the Gospels, I believe John the Baptist is one of the most important people in the New Testament. He's the last Old Testament prophet. He's the one that gets to say, the Messiah is here. Prepare your hearts for the coming of the Lord. And so so he has this, this baptism. Now, John's baptism, this is really important, John's baptism isn't Christian baptism. See, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He was saying, you got to get your heart ready. The Messiah is here. You want to you get your heart ready. You want to you become holy before the Lord. And so you do this baptism ritual that makes you ready for the coming of the Messiah. And, and even Paul later, when he gets to Ephesus, he will find people that knew John's baptism but didn't know Jesus' baptism. And he said, oh, I've got to explain fully what's, what's happened here. And because and, and, that's a baptism of repentance. And I want you to think about this for a moment. Jesus comes to John in the Gospels and he says, would you baptize me? And John's like, I, no, you baptize me, right? John's like, Jesus, you baptize, I'm not baptizing you, you baptize me. Why would Jesus come to John? This is a baptism of repentance. Jesus doesn't need a baptism of repentance. He's never done anything wrong. He's perfect. Like, why would he come for this baptism of repentance? John's like, no, 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 you, you baptize me. And Jesus says this, no, this is to fulfill all righteousness. Like, I have to do this. This is part of fulfilling prophecy, that you baptize me. Why did Jesus have to be baptized with a baptism of repentance? Why? Because you just wrote it down. He had to identify with me so that I can identify with him. We're not baptized because Jesus was baptized. He was baptized so he could be the sacrifice for our sin. Paul says it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He became sin. He didn't have sin. He became sin so that we could have his righteousness He identified with me and with you so that we could identify with him, so that we could say, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And then we're baptized in this new baptism, this Christian baptism, this Jesus baptism. It says in Romans 6, 4, describing baptism, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. 
What's Paul saying here? This, this is what I love. So he's saying, when we baptize, because we're going to go outside, and there'll be adults, and there'll be children, and they will get into the baptismal tank, and, and they will profess Jesus as Lord, and then we will baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They're going to go down under the water, and that's a sign of death, that, that just as Jesus was dead and buried, and then we bring them right back up because Jesus rose from the dead, and then they come up out of You know why I felt when I was baptized at 12, when I came out of the water, like I could do anything? Because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead was alive in me. See, I got new life, right? When I come up, I'm dead, I'm buried, I come out. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's why today is so special. That's why we're going to be cheering out there. That's why we're going to feel, like some of you who have been baptized before, it's like, I want to be baptized again because there's something powerful about it. Some of you have never been baptized and you're hearing me talk about it and you're going to watch it today and you're going to be like, when can I get baptized how about today? We'll find you a towel. We'll do something. We got t-shirts. But, but it's just this thing where, where, where we, we follow Jesus. We obey him so that we can identify with him. That we find our identity in him. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. I have a brand new identity. See, our culture is, is obsessed with, with searching out and discovering our personal identities. That's what's happening right now in our world. They're so lost, so broken, they will look anywhere to find identity. You're gonna get these, I get these things for personality tests, assessments, uh, Facebook quizzes. Like you can go online and take this quiz to find out which Disney princess uh, you are. And. Um, I'm Ariel, by the way, if anybody was wondering. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. I, that is a princess, right? Okay. So, because uh, we had three boys, so we're more a Toy Story family than, than a Disney princess family. But, but, but everyone is searching, right? It's like, wh where do I fit? Who am I like? What, what's my superpower? My su it's like, we're all trying to find this identity, and, and so we're looking to the world. We're looking to what other people say. And, and we're looking to all these things. We're looking to relationships and, and maybe even education jobs or different things. Like, where do I fit in this world? Where do I fit in this world? Is there any wonder that there is so much confusion about identity today? Because people are just looking, where do I fit? Where, who am I? This goes back to the oldest thing we've ever talked about. That, that we have a God-shaped hole in our soul. That we are so desperate to fill. That we'll look anywhere for something to fill it. And, and, and so if, if you could, just write this down. You can't fill a spiritual need with earthly things. You can't fill that hole Everybody's searching, like, who am I? Would somebody please tell me? What, where, where are my leans? What, where, and and we, it's like, just fill me up. And here's the problem. It doesn't matter if you're a believer or not believer. If you're a human being, you were created by God. You reflect his image. You were, have you ever thought of this before? Like, like, 
You and I were created in such a way, because sometimes we put our, ourselves down or our bodies or this earthly realm or whatever. Our bodies were designed to house the power of God. Have you ever thought of that? That Christ lives in me, that the Holy Spirit is in me. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Have you ever thought that I am to reflect the attributes of my Creator? No wonder I'm not going to find anything in creation to fill that hole. Because I was created by something much greater. And I was designed for that relationship. You can write this down. You can look for your identity anywhere. But followers of Jesus are called to find their identity in Him alone. That's why it feels so good to be baptized. That's why when I read the Scripture, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who who lives in me. It, It feels good because I have a relationship with the one who created me. That hole has been filled, not by something of this earth, but by God himself. That I am who God created me to be. And so, since you and I know that, our enemy is out to destroy us. He's out to steal that from us. He's out to kill us. The enemy wants to steal that from you. The world wants to steal it from you. Other people will try and steal it from you. One of the real problems is sometimes we steal it from ourselves because we look down on ourselves or we, we don't think, oh, I just, I don't know, or and this and that. Listen, I don't care what the devil says about me, what the world says about me, what you say about me, and I shouldn't even care. Paul says, I love this. Paul, one time, there, he's getting some criticism. He goes, I don't judge myself. You don't judge me. It's like, I love it. You can't judge me. God's my judge. He goes, I don't even judge myself. God judges me. Right? I don't belong to you. I don't even belong to myself. I belong to God. So I want to know what does God say about me? So with that, and, and um, we are going to fly through this today because we need to know what God says about us, but I don't want you to, to feel like you've got to write this down. You can just, you can just think with me, flow with me. Um, I, I, this is a handout that's out in the lobby. We have plenty for everybody. If we run out, I'll, I'll print more and we'll put them out next week. But these are confessions of who you are in Christ. Confessions of who you are in Christ. And you can, you can speak these. And it's not just the confession, it's also the scripture that goes along with the confession. So that you can, um, you can have these and you can go over them and you can study them. And uh, so, you ready to do some work? You don't have to take notes because these are available out there. There's a picture of it on the screen. So if you want to get the handout, this is the handout, what the handout looks like on the table. Um, but so here we're going to, we're going to confess the word of God over our life right now. You ready to confess the word of God? All right, here we go. I am a child of God. Say it. I, am a child of God. I can do all things through Christ. The joy of the Lord is my strength. That's, that's, not, that's for later, sorry. How many of you need joy today, right? I don't know, but it, it, Baptism Sunday, I just can't stop smiling. But we need joy, we need strength. And uh, so here's the next one. I am more than a conqueror. I have the peace of God. My tongue is God's property. This one's important. I speak with authority. I love the Word of God. God will supply all of my needs. 
I walk by the Spirit. I have the fruit of the Spirit. I am free from fear and worry. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I am the righteousness of God. God loves me. Okay, and I'm going to proclaim this over you because this one's a long one. You are a new creation, a new person altogether in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. You can confess these things every single day. Let me just touch on one of them. Okay, we, the, we could go through all of them. <coughs> Excuse me, time's running out. Let me give you this one. I love this one. Romans 8, 17. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed uh, we share in the sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Okay? I'm a heir of God, co-heirs with Jesus Christ. I want you to think about this for a minute. What if you had a really rich dad who had millions, maybe even billions of dollars? What if, you, what if you had, okay, just think about it. Would you ever worry about your job? Do you worry about where you're going to live? What you're going to eat? What you're going to wear? Would you worry? God says, all that I have is yours. All that I have is yours. Do you understand what we have in God, that this is our identity? And so on the, on the back of the confessions that we speak over our life, I have our identity in Christ. And I just want to look through these uh, quickly, and uh, I'm not going to make you work. They'll be on the screen. But again, they're there for you, um, and this is your identity. Just a few things here. Listen, I am in Christ. It's him and not me. I've died. He's alive. It says, for as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. We've all been born, we're all human, so we, we're part of Adam's family, but here's the, the good news. You've been born again. You're in a different family now. You're in God's family. This is really important. This is so important. I am in Christ. Next, I'm justified. Therefore, there is no, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I am forgiven. You are forgiven. Listen, you're not held uh, as just some of us are so held by our past. You've been justified. There's no more condemnation. It's no longer you who live. It's Christ who lives in you, okay? We get a hold that you're justified. I am a child of God, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, that you have been chosen to be a child of God. Paul talks about it as adoption, that you've been adopted by God. You know, God chose you from the foundation of this earth. He says, I want you. I want you in my family. And, and when you realize you're chosen, you can proclaim to the whole world, you're chosen, you're chosen, you're chosen, you're chosen. Come into the family of God. I am secure. So I'm a child of God, but am I secure? Yes. We, we, Don uh, passed away, Don Tishart, and, and uh, pray for Madeline, married for 63 years, and and uh, read this at his funeral. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're secure. God's holding you tight. You know, human love kind of goes up and down. 
God, I got you. Nothing's going to separate us. Isn't that powerful? I am free. I'm no longer a slave. For if we've been united with him in death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Again, no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. For we now, uh, for we know, excuse me, that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin uh, might be done away with, that we will no longer be slaves to sin. You're no longer a slave. Again, don't worry about your past. Don't worry about, you don't belong to sin. You don't belong to this world. You don't belong to your past. You belong to Jesus. It's no longer you who live, but Christ lives in me. Now you're listening to all these that we've talked about, and you've even made the confession. I think some of you didn't even make those confessions because you're like, I'm not sure if that's me. I'm not sure. Listen, you can do this. You can say these things because they're true. And let's go to the last one. I'm unfinished. I'm unfinished. God's still at work in me, right? Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You're not done. You're not done. The devil loses. God wins. So you're like, I don't know if I'm that. Yes, you are, because God's not done. And what's interesting is he always says these things in past tense, like you're justified. It's already been done. It's already been taken care of. Yeah, God, but what about this? Nope, already been done, already taken care of. I'm still at work in you. God's still at work. We still yield to him. It's not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Look at, uh, just real quickly, Jude. Um, it's the last couple verses of Jude. It's called the doxology. But um, uh, not the song we sing, but, but Jude's doxology. And I'm just going to read verse 24. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. God says, look, I got you. I'm going to present you. You're not coming in on your own. I'll present you. You're not going to stumble into heaven. I'll present you faultless with great joy. I mean, just think about that. It's not you. You don't live anymore. It's Christ who lives in you. You can't do this on your own. Too many people think, oh, I'll just, I'll just work to get better. You're not going to get better. You're not going to get better without Christ. Some people are like, well, I'll just get better, and then I'll come to church. No. God's got you. We surrender to him. It's no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. See, if you want to drift through life, you'll just drift farther and farther and farther. Listen, what we have to do in the midst of life is anchor ourselves to the identity of Christ. We drop that anchor so we don't go drifting wherever the world takes us. We're, we're anchored to who we are in Christ. The winds can come. The waves can come. But we're anchored to who we are in Christ, and we don't want to ever get separated from that identity. And God won't let you because he's going to hold you tight. I was working on the boys' bikes. This was, man, many years ago. They were just little guys. And I don't know if a chain fell off or I was tightening brakes or something, and I had a wrench, and so I'm working on their bikes, and uh, I didn't bring the wrench down today. I'll tell you why in a minute, but, but just had this old crescent wrench, and it was old. It was falling apart. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't even turning right, and I'm trying to fix the bike. I'm getting so frustrated, and I'm thinking to myself, why am I using this, this dumb old wrench when I got a new one in my toolbox? Like, like just, this, thing, this thing is so old, falling apart. I'm just going to throw it away. And I can, to this day, remember I'm standing the garbage can, uh, and I'm standing next to our garage, and I'm about to throw the, throw the wrench in the garbage, and I look down, and I see etched into the steel 
the initials RM. RM. Now, my two grandfathers both had the same initials, RM. Ray Merrill and Russell Mead. And, and uh, my grandpas were, were ministers, but um, one died before he was even my age, and, and the other by my age had Parkinson's disease and couldn't minister anymore. And so probably one of my grandmas had given me this wrench that belonged to my grandpa. I don't know which grandpa, but I'm, t- I'm holding it over the garbage. And I can remember this. I, I lifted it up and I put it against my chest. That wrench was special because of who it belonged to. And it was broken, yes, but it was now a treasured possession. I have it in my office upstairs. I didn't bring it down today because in a moment we're going to walk outside and we're going to have the baptism. Uh, and, uh, and I didn't want an old wrench down here and somebody just throw it away. It's like, I, it's too special. It's too special because of who it belonged to. You're special because of who you belong to. Say, I'm broken, I'm falling apart. No. When God looks down, he doesn't see my initials DM. He sees JC. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. I'm not done with him. I'm not done with him or her, 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 him. You belong to God. It's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. I know we have to go, so just this will be the last thing I give you. Just write it down. Walk in the power and confidence of your identity in Christ. Walk in the power and confidence of your identity in Christ. Listen. I I saw our kids are already on their way out, so we need to go. But um, it's not about you. It's about Jesus. I think I'm beginning to learn more and more what Paul meant. Just a chapter after Galatians 2 is Galatians 3, where he said, no longer I live, but Christ lives in me, that that he goes, I just want to know him. I just want to know him. Everything else in my life is garbage. Everything else is loss. Everything, I don't want to know anything else but Jesus. That's powerful. It's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. Amen? Amen. Bow your, heart, bow your heads and your hearts. God, thank you for your word. So good, so deep so true we belong to you we don't belong to ourselves we don't belong to this world it has nothing for us and the enemy can just go to hell because he's lost our victory is in you our identity is in you We look to you, Jesus. We want to know you, Jesus, today, this week, and every week of our life. Thank you, God, that we're not finished, and you keep working. 
God, may we discover our identity more and more, week by week. We'd walk in your joy and in your strength. God, thank you for today. Thank you for those that are, are now going to be baptized. Thank you for the food that we're going we're to fellowship around tables with. And thank you, God, that we're never alone. We have you and our family of God. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. So, uh,